Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am your boy, Stevie Jobber. And I'm your boy, Dangerous Duke. And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast. Put a wrestling over one podcast at a time. Um, we got some crazy stuff to get into. Well, let's that we do. Off, uh, let's kick it off how we always kick it off, man, with the wrestler of the pod. Before we kick it off with the wrestler, wrestler of the pod, I'm doing something out of left field that you don't even know about. Um, shout out Terry Runnels. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, that's just an inside joke right now between me and Stevie Java right now. No. If, if y'all want to know, we will tell y'all if y'all reach no. us. But shout out Terry Runnels. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. oh man! Yeah, you didn't know I was doing that. Oh now, did you? no! <laughs> oh no! 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 <laughs> nah, but like we always do, oh, kick Jesus. it off with we're gonna kick it off this week with the wrestler of the pod, and the wrestler of the pod this week is the self-proclaimed most marketable wrestler, Richard Holiday. He's currently hmm. signed to to MLW, he's their current IWA Caribbean champion, former ICW heavyweight champion, mm. former MLW tag champion with your boy, Mr. MJF. Wow, okay. The technical savage himself is the wrestler of the pod this week. If you guys haven't seen Richard Holiday or don't know too much about him, you should check him out because that man is something to watch. At 28 years old, current IWA champ, you definitely need to check him out. For sure. Uh, so this was a week that was somewhat eventful. There were some highs. There were some lows. Uh, some things we're excited for. Some things we weren't so excited for. Um, I'm going to kick us off real quick. Uh we got some some small news out of Impact. If you've been living under a rock and you haven't seen it, Switchblade showed up, mm-hmm. and Switchblade managed to managed to uh, pull in a new member of Bullet Club. Uh, Chris Bay is now entered the fold and joined Bullet Club. Now, for me, this is not a bad pickup for Bullet Club. Um, I personally would have gone with Trey Miguel. Yeah, but, right. But I think Chris Bay kind of fits the kind of but fits it's, the it's it kind of fits like the asshole scheme a little bit better. Like I think it's, I think he's I think he's better at portraying an asshole than Trey Miguel is. I feel like it would have been more shocking if it was Trey because the heel turn would have been fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like Trey has a little more style. But at the same time, Trey just got on his own. Yeah. And when you talk and talking about Chris Bay, Chris Bay has been um, Chris Bay has been in the X division on his own for a while now, mm-hmm. making a name for himself. So from that standpoint, he's the more logical choice of the two, um, even though style wise, they're kind of the same. Um, I, I think his nickname works better. Mm-hmm. 
um, Bay, Chris Bay is now going to be called a uh, Beyblade. <laughs> that that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> so, so I guess that's going to be like his right hand now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it it works because, <clears throat> like you said, style wise, they're kind of the same. But I I, I can understand the logic behind putting Chris Bay in there. Also, Bullet Club gets a little bit younger because, you know, most of their guys are like, you know, mid-30s, late-30s, aside from like a handful of people. Chris Bay, last I checked, is only like 26, 27 at the most. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, they, get a little, yeah, they, they get a little bit of youth back on their side with the, yeah. uh, the, the Chris Bay joining. Which I think is kind of the concept because who knows when they're going to end this Bullet Club thing. So I think they're just going to keep... I think it's going to be like a source of their um, like American development almost Mm -hmm. where um, they scour people from across the world and in New Japan and they just decide like who maybe has that it factor that can make it in the U.S. and they put them in the club and then, you know, immediately status raises and then you know, they'll keep interchanging as people come in and go out, you know. Mm-hmm. But he's he's a good uh he's a good one. Yeah, he's he's definitely a good one to bring into the fold. So shout out to Chris Bay for joining Bullet Club. Hopefully they can do something great with him. Um and also Deanna Perrazzo actually finally accepted Mickey James's invitation to go to NWA. Did she say she wanted to fight her? No, it, it wasn't to fight her, but she's just accepting the invite to go to NWA in power. Oh, uh, so they buried it. Yeah, yeah. So that she's they actually gonna sh- Yeah, she's gonna show up to NWA in power. Um, so that was pretty cool. Next up, we got we got some damage out of GCW, man. Oh man. Okay, so uh yeah, so I, I shout out before I even get into this, um, a special, special shout out to Reckless um, for making this possible because I wouldn't actually be able to see the match um, or night two without him. So shout out to Reckless. Um, he's the man. Thanks for the thanks for the uh, the hookup. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can I first say um Shout out to everybody who was on the card. It was the first time I actually got to see Marco stunt by himself, Russell, which was cool. Mm-hmm. He's actually way more talented than you would think he is. Um, and shout out to, uh, what was his name? Starboy Charlie. Um, not the greatest wrestling name I've heard, but the kid can go. He was in night one and night two. Um, lost them both, but hell of a performance. Especially at night two against Jonathan Grisham, he he stretched his ass out, but he oh. gave it to him. Young boy was young boy was getting murked in there, but he 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 you know he earned his he earned his rep, um, mm-hmm. which at the end of the day is what you want. Yeah. Um. um past that, uh, this man is no longer Zack Ryder. <laughs> Let me just say that. Um, Zack Ryder is dead and buried. Zack Ryder is fucking dead, yo. 
This nigga is Matt Cardona from now on. He is the new GCW champion. Uh, these guys went to war. There were um, there were glass lights everywhere. Um, it was very very brutal. It started actually with Matt having the upper hand. Um, with major major heat, he had to come through with like uh, security to get mm-hmm. in the ring. Whereas Nick Gage pretty much crowd surfed all the way, <laughs> all the way in. And um, they went at it before the bell even rang. Um, which some people could have called because if you've seen videos of them interacting in public, it's just, it's basically just everyone holding them back. Um, so amazing build. And then, you know, just generally, it was so easy for Zach to be the heel because um, historically, character-wise, he just didn't belong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Internet, like, action figure collector, like, bright colors, and, you know, just super, super baby face and very, very clean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even in Impact, even the always ready Matt Cardona is kind of like seen as, you know, like sweet in a way. Not like sweet, but like, you know, like, by the yeah, book, I know. kind of like no he had he hadn't had a mean streak before tonight yeah this was like throwing um kurt angle with hair in there with cactus jack Ooh. it was just bound to be a slaughter but matt had the upper hand going in and then shit got real <laughs> shit got real and uh gage fucking gave it to him man um a lot of chairs a lot of lights um the first time he hit him with the with the uh uh was it silicone what is it the what do you actually call the glass lights uh i don't i don't know i just call them the the, uh, fluorescent fluorescent so he hit him with the fluorescent light right um busted gauge open gauge takes Uh one of the fucking lights uh, and, bat- and cracks himself, Sandman style. And Matt fucking runs. <laughs> Matt is like, this nigga's crazy. I'm getting out of here. So he- <laughs> Fuck this shit, I'm out. Fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> he starts going to the exit and the fans block him off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's forced to go in there with this madman and they're tearing each other apart. Um, Gage is cracking him with the fluorescent lights. He's taking half the fucking fluorescent light and jabbing him in the top of the head. Um, he's breaking chairs and breaking lights over his back. If you've seen it on Instagram, like even on uh, Chelsea's Instagram, because she had to clean him up. Um, just, just blood gashes everywhere. It's fuck. It's gnarly. Um, yeah, the pictures look brutal. It's it's freaking gnarly. Um, the guy came in there with a white shirt and you could not tell from the picture it was a white shirt. from the picture at the end because he was just covered in blood. Like it was, it was ridiculous. So, um, and the reason if, if you've seen the ending of the video and not really seen how it played out, um, if you've seen the ending, as soon as he wins, like as soon as he wins, and it, it, it it's uh you know how the crowd chants 
along with the count, right? Uh-huh. So they're they're uh they're booing Zach the entire time, of course, because Nick Gage, Nick Gage. Yeah. Um but they're going along with the counts and everything still. They're giving like major pop and everything. Um, they're being good fans. Yeah. Uh, and they're counting along at the end to the three count as soon as they hit three. Like the moment three is there, they turn into the definition of if Gage wins, if Gage loses, we riot. Oh, damn. Like the moment the three count hit, everything was thrown into the ring. The place erupted. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was, uh, uh, I thought it was Freddie Blassie for a minute. Like he's not making it out of here. They're going to kill this guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but shout out to Matt. He took it in fucking stride, dude, because he, 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 he took all the pelting from uh, everything in there. Um, and then he takes a second. It looks like he takes a second to think about it. And then he goes to the outside raises the belt huge middle finger fuck you i'm the champ eat it mm. you know what i mean it is what it is now motherfuckers you got to deal with me you know um it just just an epic moment an epic standpoint for him as a wrestler um as a character it adds such a mean streak to be that much of a of a of a baby face everywhere else that much of a clean cut guy everywhere else. And then to get in there with the baddest of the bad when it comes to hardcore wrestling today and fucking win. Um, There is an asterisk next to it. Um, So I don't know how long he'll be holding the title. Uh, Just to give full perspective on this, he didn't win clean. I mean, it's a hardcore match. It's, you know, it's yeah, like there's, practically there's no extreme. Way. Winning clean is not in the cards anyway. But he had at least four people help him. So, yeah. Um, they got to yeah. make Gage look strong. They got to make Gage look strong, especially uh, heading into him versus Jericho. So I'm going to spell it out as quick as I possibly can because I had to look everywhere for this. Um, the, the, the real, the real, um, the real story behind how he wins is not him. It's this, uh, faction called 440. Uh, yeah. It's a bunch of dudes, uh, from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, the ringleader is called, uh, Ricky Shane Page, right? Yeah. Or RSP. Um, RSP is famous because he was from CZW. Um, he comes over to, to GCW, attacks Gage, steals his title, and spray paints his name on the belt, NWO style. Mm-hmm. Guy goes for two years um, while Gage is convicted, defending the title um, like it's his. Uh, Gage comes back. They're booked for the same event. Um, and Gage vows to get his shit back. Uh, Gage and his people jump him, but Page uh, Page leaves his bag where the title isn't in it. So uh, at one point, um, Gage is at this event, and Page kind of like suckers him into this uh, anywhere, anytime, like 
uh, money in the bank, but not money in the bank kind of scenario. Yeah. So whenever he wants a title shot, he can get engaged Greece. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, they have an actual title match, Gage versus some guy. Um, and for Foro interrupts or interferes, whatever. So the Gage loses. Mm-hmm. And immediately after Gage loses, uh, RSP or uh, Ricky Ricky Shane Page cashes in on that anywhere, anytime match to get the belt officially. Mm-hmm. Then the motherfucker goes 488 days holding this damn belt until uh, Gage kind of pulls the same shit on him to get the belt back. Yeah. So they reach this point um, now today where he's in there with uh, he's in there with Mac or Donna and four for is coming out to fight gauge and they pull this like uh tarantino like double switch where uh ricky actually stops the group for like the sake of what gcw means like you can't you can't fight him and da 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 we're we're staying out of this one yeah so him and gauge fight off uh the rest of the group doesn't agree with it so him and Gage fight off four four up, and it's like this crazy oh shit moment of like these two long time like heated rivals are teaming up together. They've called a truce for the sake of GCW and what it means to everybody, and then RSP uh, low blows them, allowing Cordana to win. So this is about Cordana, but this is also about, you know, them two. So now they have an out to go. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Triple threat. Right? That, I'm with it. I'm thinking this is a collaborative effort so that Gage can kind of, uh, so, well, so that Cordana can kind of get his mean streak and be mm-hmm. taken more seriously. And then he'll give back to GCW by, you know, letting them continue their thing. Kind of like how uh, NWA did that thing for Cody, where Cody could get his his, uh, solidified as NWA champion and be recognized as who he is, and then he just gave it back. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking this is for Cardona. It's possible. I mean, if, if it works with Cody, it can work with Cardona. If it, if it definitely it definitely has worked in the past so I mean it could be possible that they use this route again mm. yeah, uh, so is there any other uh, anything else from GCW you wanted to highlight um, if you guys get a sec uh, the main event of night two uh, includes Joey Janela okay uh, and they have a they have a, a good knockdown brawl out. Um, other than that, uh, if you're looking for a good technical spot in there, like I said, go back and watch Starboy versus uh, Jonathan Grisham. Um, a true testament to one how technical uh, the octopus Jonathan Grisham is. But um, Starboy is impressive. Uh, you wouldn't tell from night one because he fought uh, Marco Stunt. Not to say that Marco Stunner isn't impressive, but Marco Stunner isn't like the greatest, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
but against Grisham, he, you know, he earned a lot of respect for me. So um, if you're looking for just like a good brawl, that's a good one for you. Got you. That's all I got. Um, Okay. So, so we're going to jump into AEW and we got a new IWGP US champion. Never did I think I would say that. Because uh, Moxley's been holding that title for like a year and a half. Um, so Lance yeah. Archer. I let you feel that. I was going to say Lance Archer is the new IWGP US champ. Mm. Uh, I thought it would have been better for Carl to win it. Because Carl is more than likely to be the one to bounce ship between AEW and uh, New Japan. Carl would be would seem like the more logical choice because he's done it before. Uh, yeah. Um, so, like, first of all, uh, I didn't really know New Japan was into this, like actually trading titles on um, US other oil. shows. Yeah, like on, especially on US soil. But um, yeah, I'm I'm a little confused because, like. Why Lance? Yeah, I mean, and, and it's not a knock to Lance because it's not it's like Lance. It's not at all. It's not at it's all. It's not like Lance is a slouch by any stretch of the word. No, but, no, I no. Mean, but I mean, <laughs> it's a question mark. Yeah. Like, why did they make the executive decision to okay going from Moxley to Archer? And I mean, that's why I said I think Carl would have been the more logical choice because right? you can get like, it done easier with Carl. Because where do you go with Archer? Is Archer just holding that as like um, sort of a trade-off? Like that'll be his mid-card title because Archer's doing nothing relatively on AEW. So now he can like represent Japan as like a, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it was definitely an odd, an odd exchange. I mean, the yeah. match was good. It was a solid match. Um, I just didn't expect it to happen. I feel Carl would have been the better choice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's numerous choices I would have picked over Lance Archer, but I mean, like you said, he's not doing nothing, so you might as well see what he can do with a title on him. Mm. I think the only thing he's done as of late that really got me excited was. And it's not even that it got me excited. It was when they had the fans back and the guy from American Top Team was in the crowd with Masvidal and Nunez and he, like, powerbombed him. That was really the only, that was really the last thing he did that I found slightly interesting. Um, I can't even... I don't know, because he keeps having these run-ins with people that I like. Mm-hmm. But I find myself disinterested. Yeah, like he it, it really is. I just I don't I don't see the archer reasoning, but no, I mean and, I'm not and it's crazy because I thought it was getting this huge boost at the beginning of AEW when they paired him with Jake the Snake. Um, it seemed like he was gonna be this really big thing, and he sort of has gotten lost in the shuffle of everyone else. I was going to say exactly that. Probably with all these new signings that they're bringing in, like all these old WWE veterans, all the sloppy seconds that WWE tends to release and get rid of, 
he could be getting lost in the mix. And that's why this seems kind of kind of like an out of left field shot. I mean, when you're bent, when you have your own talent and you know, you end up getting people like Christian Cage, you end up bringing in people like Matt Hardy, Alistair Black, you know, all these numerous signings that you're bringing in, mm-hmm. the talent that you have is going to get lost. Like, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure people stopped caring about uh, Will Hobbs. Uh, yeah. Jurassic, um, Jurassic Express doesn't really have the same steam that it used to. Mm-hmm. Brian Cage is starting to go to the back burner a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. it's... it's a lot of the people that you had are starting to fizzle out. I really think that um, they need to have a solid AEW Dark Elevation roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need to kind of sort out who's going where um, and maybe add a trio's titles. Because I've never understood why they have these three, four-man groups, and they don't have trios titles because yeah, you- a number of AEW is factions and three, four-man groups. I was gonna say there's one group with like ten people in it. You got the you got the entire yeah the dark fucking order. dark order. So it wouldn't help them to have trios titles. Um, it solves a lot of their issues as far as booking. Um, and maybe maybe that's maybe we're right. Maybe. New Japan okayed this because AEW and them had something in common. Whereas um, the U.S. title was getting stale and they didn't know how to book it anymore. Yeah. And AEW had nothing for Lance Archer, but they wanted to hold up his legitimacy. And you so can't they just do that without him. a title. So they got in talks with New Japan and was like, hey, uh, we really love this guy. We think he'd be great to hold the title and it'd be a way for us to book and uphold the New Japan title um, a little higher without Moxley just defending it every six months. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's the compromise. I still think they need Trio's titles, though, because it'd yeah. be so much easier to have um, kind of a, develop, a developmental and AEW Dark Elevation mm-hmm. and give them trios titles. Yeah. Then groups like Jurassic Express, groups like uh, the Dark Order, groups like um, they have this like new wingman group that they put Nick Nemeth in. Yeah, um, and then you got Pox group. You got the guns. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now they can appear on the main show and you don't have to be like, what the fuck? Are Why are they just here? And they're like never doing anything. Now they can come up with titles. Now they can have like certain things that'll be like, okay, they are somewhat important. I just don't watch this other show. So I don't know. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like something that would just help solidify some of the people that get lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Because they're, they have so many people now that they can't solidify everyone. Yeah. Which wasn't the problem when they first started. The wins and losses looked really good then because they were able to work everyone into a place where they had some kind of rank no matter where they were on the card. Mm-hmm. But now you can't, with a roster so big, we can kind of see through who's somebody and who's not. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. 
now we can clearly tell who the jobbers are and who's just kind of there as filler. Yeah. And you can give Jungle Boy a match every now and then where it makes him shine, but if the rest of Jurassic Express is not going to do anything and Jungle Boy is mm-hmm. not going to get a title, then what's the point? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully it all gets sorted out within the uh, the coming weeks and months. Um, we also had a new signing. Well, technically not a new signing, but he finally came on TV. Chavo Guerrero has made his presence felt on TV with none other than Andrade El Idolo. Uh, I was, I, oh, I was so happy. I was going to say, am I the only one that was pumped as hell to see Chavo come out? Because, mm. man, that got that got me out of my seat. I was like, oh, okay. I'm glad I just tuned in because I'm seeing Chavo right now. And now that I see he's with Andrade, it makes me love it even more. Best choice possible. If you can't, you know what I mean? If Vicky, Vicky has to be... Um, Vicky can't manage everyone's Spanish. Let me say that. <laughs> um... But it's true, though. She can't. She can't. Um, so you have to have, and she already stuck with Nyla Rose. Her and Nyla Rose are a thing. You know what I mean? They try to keep adding people, but at the end of the day, her and Nyla Rose are what it is. Yeah. And adding people to that kind of thing, it just doesn't really do it for me. Because <laughs> like, Nyla Rose is clearly the powerhouse unless you are fitting them for a tag division you mm-hmm. can't pair nobody else with nyla rose and vicky guerrero yeah you know what i mean like it's it's like they just work and anyone mm-hmm. else kind of ruins the dynamic uh yeah, so I, I get i get having her with andrade because of andrade's status but acquiring chavo instead is that's better i think that i I think that's better it's it is it's perfect it's way better because it and and you know what i'll say this um in the next five years andrade better be the fucking man and i'm gonna say that i'm gonna say that now in the next five years we better look back at this and be like man he has become one of the greatest mexican wrestlers in all of the industry because yeah, I, I the think niggas, he's got the, the tools niggas, to do it sooner. First of all, he's Mexican royalty already. Mm-hmm. Now he's engaged to Charlotte Flair. Son-in-law to Ric Flair. Son-in-law to Ric Flair and managed by the Guerreros. I mean, if that Man. doesn't line you up to be the greatest Mexican wrestler in history, what does? Like, you know like that, that, man, like, that man is pissing legacy right now. He is literally right. pissing legacy. Right. Like, You're already Mexican royalty in the wrestling world. You know what world. I mean? This is like... Engaged to Charlotte Flair. You're the son-in-law to Ric Flair. You're managed by Chavo Guerrero, who just so happens to be the former tag team partner and nephew of Eddie Guerrero. Dude, you are pissing legacy at this point. The only I mean, way it could get shit. any better is if Rey Mysterio was your best friend. Right, right. Like if Rey Mysterio personally said you were next up, that'd be the only thing left. Like you are you are the epitome of everything Mexican wrestling has to offer right now. Fact, 
the pressure on your back. Like he's he's Ricky Bobby right now. He wakes up in the morning and pisses excellence. Like he can be what what Alberto Del Rio should have been. Yeah, that guy's got to (laughs) be shitting his bed right now. (laughs) They have given the world to this man that you were supposed to be. (laughs) Man, you can be everything we wanted Alberto to be. He's everything we wanted Alberto to be. And he can do it better. And he can do it better. And he can do it better. That just tells you about the world of wrestling right there. When one door closes, another one opens. Like CM Punk said, I'm just a spoke on the wheel. Mm. And the wheel's going to keep on turning. So, I mean, they better give him, like, uh, like he's got to be big. You know what I mean? He's got to be fucking, I don't know. He's got to be, like, just under Eddie and Ray at this point. That's how they're setting him up, baby. Because it's, it's going to get crazy. Speaking of spokes on the wheel and the man who said spoke on the wheel, AEW, it is not 100% official yet, but from what we're hearing and what everybody else is saying, it's about 99% official. CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, or excuse me, the American Dragon, Bryan Danielson, have signed with All Elite Wrestling. And I have four words. What the actual fuck? Like, yeah, I, I, well, CM Punk, I'm surprised about, but I'm not surprised about. Unless he's being a fucking troll. Because <laughs> I mean, um, he's definitely milking the cow. Um, but I'll tell you this. If this is true, like Daniel Bryan, I believe is true. CM Punk, I'm still not entirely sure about. Uh-huh. If this is true, um, I believe I, I totally buy into the headlines that the tabloids are saying. This could be the biggest shift in wrestling history. This is like the ultimate slap in the face to your former employer. This is like... This is bigger than uh, Christian and Ed and Kurt going to TNA. This is bigger than. Ooh. This is like if Hulk Hogan. Ooh. This is like getting Hulk and Macho in their prime jumping ship. Like. Wow. This is this is devastation. This is like uh, I don't know. This is like Randy jumping ship. This is like if Stone Cold went to WCW when he was at his height. Yeah, this is like, I, I don't, I mean, I can do. Do we have any more? This is this is this is like DX saying, "Fuck it, I'm I'm going to WCW." <laughs> like, this is just, like The Rock. This is like The Rock going to TNA. Yeah, yeah, it's that big. It's like, oh. What the fuck? <laughs> what the, what the that's fuck? like the that's like the ultimate slap in the face to the former employer that fired you on your wedding day, that the doctor fucked up your whole entire health. But you know what's gonna make that even more awkward? Him and Colt Cabana are not friends no more. Imagine him and Colt Cabana in the same fucking locker room. I did see that meme. <laughs> I did. I did see that meme. <laughs> it was like a Squidward and SpongeBob meme, meme of like uh, Squidward in bed and SpongeBob out the window. <laughs> like, I mean, but it makes sense because Punk has 
I mean, Daniel obviously has a lot of friends in AEW. Punk has more friends in AEW than people realize. Oh, yeah, a lot. Mark Mark Henry has never said a bad thing about CM Punk. A lot, a lot, yeah. Show still respects Punk. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of the legends that are over there now that like Punk. Chavo's another one that likes Punk. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Vicky has a problem with Punk either. And the dream matches are freaking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? There's still... Uh, fuck what anybody says. There's still a great, great level of respect for what CM Punk has done for independent wrestling. Exactly. Punk, but before like, you that can... pipe bomb... Niggas didn't care about independent wrestlers. No. If you didn't. weren't WWE, if you weren't uh, TNA in 2005, 2006, nobody really cared who you were. Nobody yeah. really knew who you were. Because I, I can guarantee that to the 10, 11, 12-year-olds that were watching wrestling around that time, when Punk said, maybe I'll go take the title and defend it in New Japan Pro Wrestling, maybe I'll go back to Ring of Honor, I'm pretty sure the vast majority of 9, 10, 11-year-olds at that time were scratching their head and saying, what the hell is a Ring of Honor? Right. What the hell is New Japan Pro Wrestling? Right. You tune in to New Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. you, can see, you can see fucking Okada and Nakamura having barn burners over there. Mm-hmm. You go to Ring of Honor, you can see the people in Ring of Honor tearing it up, like the people like the Briscoes. And then it turns into this snowball effect of, if Punk was going to go there, well, I'm going to, well, what are, who do they have over there? And then you find out everyone was fucking from Ring of Honor. Everyone is fucking from New Japan. Oh, wait, hold you on. Know you, what got I mean? the, you got the Good Brothers over there. You got people like the Young Bucks. You got people like Okada, Nakamura. You mm-hmm. got Naito. Like, damn, you got everybody. And then from then on out, like every major, aside from Roman Reigns, you find out, like, from that point on, every huge star they had was kind of from... From one of those companies. From one of these companies. They were all independent wrestlers. Like, yeah, people look now, like, oh, this Shield guy, Seth Rollins, you know, he looks pretty sharp. Yeah, but he well, was, he's lo- been sharp for years. Lo and behold, <clears throat> you, don't know nothing, you don't know shit about Tyler Black. Mm-hmm. You don't know shit mm-hmm. about Tyler Black with the zombie princess over there, Jimmy Jacobs. And and I feel like uh, him versus Daniel Bryan, if it's true, is inevitable. <clears throat> I know because, I see people make. I, I see people. Uh, go ahead, I'll let you finish. Because the next huge independent wrestler after Punk left was Daniel. So mm-hmm. it's a it's 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 gonna be like Rock versus Cena. If I never left, you know what I mean. <laughs> you wouldn't be here. Yeah. And that could be like, you know, match of the century, really. Because I, st- I feel like they have a lot of respect for each other mm-hmm. as the dream- just independent wrestlers. You know, Dude, the, the dream matches they both can have because of how well their styles matches up is insane. You Perfect. got Omega, you got Paige, you got Black, you got Cody, you got Andrade, you got Jesus Christ. I, I'm, I'm going to lose my mind if I name every dream match we can have in AEW. Shit, especially with the with the forbidden doors all open. Oh yeah, see that, I that see, opens up. I could different. I could fucking see um I could see uh punk getting like really meta uh feuding with Daniel Bryan and him using the GTS still. 
and mm-hmm. uh, saying I was going to concuss him back into retirement, blah, blah, blah. They had this big blowout. Imagine Punk winning with the GTS, and then mm-hmm. Kenta comes up. Yeah, see? Like, bitch, who gave you that move? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. GTS versus GCS. Yeah. That'd be amazing. You know what I mean? It just the possibilities are endless. Yeah, so that, that's definitely something to watch going forward. If you, if you haven't watched it, you don't know too much about it, you better go check them them damn stories out because there's something to watch. Um, so small news out of NXT. Um, Karrion Cross has been, aside from jobbing out on Monday Night Raw, he has been a thorn in the side of one Samoa Joe. And now we finally have our, you know, our reason to see Samoa Joe get back in the ring. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm ready for it. I, I'm ready to do backflips and see this shit. I'm pretty sure I said it on episodes back. If Joe gets in the ring, I'm backflipping. So we might have to see me do a damn backflip soon. We better get this 24-7 title ready and get Stevie out the way. Because if I land this backflip, I'm, I'm going to come away with the gold. <laughs> Yo, man. Um, I didn't think it was going to get clear this soon. It's the power of Hunter, man. It's that Triple H magic. All right, don't listen to Vince. Just listen to me. I'll take care of you. You can't let him back in the ring that quick, Hunter. Okay, we won't let him back in the ring. Four weeks later. All right, he's being tested. Let's get him back in the ring. Uh, and and you know what? Uh, um, I like that they use Regal. They never use Regal anymore. Yeah. I love that he choked out Regal for this. Mm-hmm. This feels like, uh, you know what it feels like? Um, and probably why it works so well. This feels like Triple H versus Brock. But the first time, you know, when you still thought Hunter was going to win. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? or, like, or like Hunter versus Randy. Mm-hmm. When Randy was just running roughshod doing whatever the fuck he wanted. And then you started targeting the McMahons and you were like, oh, shit, here comes Hunter. <laughs> it's a wrap for me now. <laughs> Damn, so you know what should happen? I don't encourage a man putting his hands on a woman. But Joe should do some shit to fuck with Scarlett. Ooh. Joe should absolutely do some shit to fuck with Scarlett. Ooh. You know what would be, you know what would be amazing? And I'm fantasy booking now. Um, but run it up the fucking ladder, dude. Have him have him choke out Regal. Have Joe uh, uh, choke out Scarlet. Have them have this big blowout match at Takeover, and Triple H fucking stun Carrying Cross. I'm not stunned. Pedigree Carrying Cross for Joe to get the win. <laughs> And Not have that should be like you think you run everything fuck over with here. young Regal. Yep, don't fuck with Regal. <laughs> I let you do whatever you wanted, and I trusted Joe to do his part. But you put your hands on my best friend. I had to lay you the fuck out. <laughs> don't you dare put hands on young Regal. <laughs> and then run that shit to Mania. Fucking Hunter versus Carrying Cross. And then at that point, you can bring <clears throat> Cross up like you're teasing it. And exactly. then you can, you can leave Joe in NXT 
where exactly. he can be Samoa Joe. Exactly. That'd be perfect. I mean, I'm fantasy booking, but that would be perfect. I'd love yes. that. The heat for Karrion Cross would be so real. He'd be a made man after he beats Triple H and Mania. He'd be a made fucking man, dude. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to need it after he just jobbed out to Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, immediately after he beats Triple H and Mania, um, he comes out the next night doing his full, like, uh, 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 his full thematic entrance. Mm-hmm. And then Randy RKO's him mid entrance. <laughs> and then he just does that little neck crack that. Uh, mm-hmm. I can see him doing that and walking away like, "Welcome to the business, kid." Mm-hmm. Because they already teased it on Twitter. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just feud with everyone related to Triple H. <laughs> That's just. That's the easiest way to get over. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Somebody called Batista. Right. Uh, so that was basically all I had for NXT. Uh, now into some uh, some news that I'm pretty sure nobody's really too thrilled about. Oldberg is back. Yeah. Um. I, I, you know, the G is silent because he is no longer a G. So Oldberg is back. (laughs) He's no longer a G. Yeah. Um, Oldberg is now back. And I I just, I say why. Why did they keep doing this to us? The only, the only saving grace I have for this is that he has this fight and one more on his damn contract. Oh, really? It's just yeah, remember, I was gonna say his last his last fights were or his last time he signed the contract, he only signed for four matches. Wait, the wait. one where he the one where he won the title, then the one where he lost it. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't had one since he lost it, right? Right. Yeah, so he's got two left. He's got this one against Bobby, and then one more. And I'm gonna if, pause if that's, it right here. Hold on. So if it ends where, you know, he loses the Bobby and then has one more match and that's it, then, I mean, I'll take it because that's really what I want is bye-bye Goldberg. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't want to see him and Bobby at all. Uh, I, I don't I, either. I, I don't understand the legitimacy of these matches. Like, what is this for? Like, who, who is this for? <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not in Saudi Arabia. You don't need to keep bringing this guy back out. Like, I don't know. Like, are we just here? Like, is this just, you know, to make Vince feel better? Maybe it's to make him feel, maybe it's to make Oldberg feel better. I don't even want to, I don't care what Oldberg thinks. I don't care what Oldberg feels. I don't want to see fucking Oldberg. I'm tired of it. He's like, this was good in 2017 to bring him back for the game and shit, have his one last match with Brock. And that was where it should have stopped. That is exactly where it should have stopped. But I I don't know. You know what it is? Um, I just feel like, because I I can tell you what they're going to do right now, because if they're going to go back to Saudi Arabia, they're going to bring him back for that one last match in Saudi Arabia to get him the fuck out of here. That's what we're going to do. Because Man. the Saudi Arabian, whoever the fuck that we don't care about, only wants to see, like, all the old-ass niggas. 
Like I, I do, at this point, but, but I understand I, you get a lot of money from Saudi Arabia. Okay, cool. But you also got to remember that one fucking night that you're getting a lot of money from Saudi Arabia, the other 300 and fucking 60 some odd days, you're in America. You're, mm-hmm. you're here. And the American fans, the vast majority of them, don't give a shit about Goldberg. Like, this dude has never, like, to me, he's never really cared about the professional wrestling business. He was a failed football player who was working out and got spotted by somebody at the goddamn power plant. That's basically what it felt like to me. Never really cared about the business. Never wanted to, never wanted to be illegitimized. And I feel like he fucked over a lot of people in his career because he didn't want to be made as less legitimate. Mm-hmm. Like Steve, like Regal was never the same after Goldberg. There's a, there's a lot of people that Goldberg fucked over in his career that were never the same. He fucked over the cruiserweights. You know, mm-hmm. he fucked over Dean Malenko. He fucked mm-hmm. over Regal. There was a lot of people like Eddie Guerrero wasn't even a fan of Goldberg when Goldberg was around. Like I, I don't, I'm just not a fan of Goldberg. I, this was cool the one time to bring him back, but you know, now you're just beating a dead horse at this point. I mean, it's not, maybe it's not this like is his, maybe this is his like, <clears throat> uh, for lack of better references, this is his like Shawn Michaels fucking uh, edge kind of shit where he he he's trying to turn over a new leaf and be, you know, appreciative and whatever the fuck. And he just wants to get in there and mix it up with the big guys of today while he still can. All right. Well, in that case, you did Which, it before. I mean, I guess is OK, but. I wish they would do it. No, I don't even want to say that. I don't even want to see him at the WrestleManias. No. Um, no. I wish... I wish he could wrestle better. That's what it is. I wish... I wish he could put on more entertaining matches. Like, do, because it, it, because exactly. this, is, this is the problem, right? Um, if Dave came back, and was like, I really like such and such. I just want to come back to fight him. Or like put four matches on my contract. There's four people left in the like in current day that I just want to mix it up with. I'd be fine which with that. I, I'd be totally I'd be okay fine with, with that. But because, it's all- because even though it would be pointless, um, Dave getting in the ring with anybody knew was fun. But I don't care for like Goldberg doesn't wrestle good enough for me to care. It's not even that, like, yeah, Goldberg doesn't wrestle fun at all. Dave doesn't wrestle that fun as he got older, but Dave was also, uh, Dave also gave his life to the business, in a sense. Like, once he started training in this, he became this. Yeah. And if Dave was to come back, Dave is more entertaining, slightly. Dave is a better wrestler. Dave is better promo-wise. Dave is better PR-wise. There's nothing... And the, what I just described that, that fits Goldberg, Edge. When Edge left and Edge came back, we were excited for it. When Kurt left and when Kurt came back, we were excited for it. When Dave left the first time and came back, we were excited until, you know, he won the Rumble. But after that, even when he came back the third time, when he came back to fight Triple H, mm-hmm. we weren't as excited, but we were still more excited to see Dave come back and fight Triple H 
then we are to see Goldberg come back for the last two times he came back. Absolutely. So, I mean, as, as far as Goldberg goes, if this is just him saying he wants to fight the best guys of today, you know, more power to you. Come in, do what the hell you got to do. Lose and then leave. We do not want to see you carry a world title just to lose it the first time you defend the shit. It doesn't work. Get the fuck out. That was my rant. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. Hey, get it off, man. Listen, I, I, I don't know why they keep bringing him back out. I don't know it, if we, but you know what? I guess you know it's bad when you'd rather you gotta, see Brock come back. You got you got to give it to you got to give it to the people that were there for WCW because they're still going to chant. But again, this is not fucking WCW. We're not and in it, but it doesn't matter for them. Like for us, the people that care about like the wrestling part of wrestling. We could not care less. So go to another company. But the older people that like was uh, was like loved Goldberg when Goldberg was in WCW. Those guys so go to go to AEW. Those guys are going to chant. You know what go I mean? To a, go to AEW. Have a powwow with your old WCW friends. Go hit up Conan. Go hit up fucking. Jake the Snake. I'm Go saying the fans, else. though. Like, the fans that remember that shit. Man. The fans that love WCW when Goldberg was the man, those people are still going to chant. So we... the It's the people that are taking their kids to this shit. You see what I'm saying? If those people are still going to chant, then to them, it's like... Even though we're not... They're not capturing the right demographic that AEW was, you know... I was gonna say they, WWE Vince McMahon need to hop out of that goddamn DeLorean and stick to present it, day. Because the WWE demo, even though they're like PG thirteen or whatever, is probably like the zero to thirteens. And then outside of that zero to thirteens, it's probably like forty and up, or thirty nine, thirty five, thirty two, and up which are all the people that were around for WCW. So those people are going to care that Goldberg is here. Those people are going to chant. But for me, I'm more of like, I'm more of like a, a, a an ultimate warrior over uh, Goldberg. Like at least ultimate warrior lived and died by the business. At yeah. least ultimate warrior had the kind of fan base where we knew he couldn't wrestle. He knew he couldn't wrestle, but that's not what we're here for. You know what I mean? We're here because of the monster that you are, you know? It's like Sting. <clears throat> we, we know Sting cannot go nearly as well as he did 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Yeah, he's, not, he's not giving you a five-star match, but he's still Sting, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he was, again, he was always the business. He wanted to start off as a powerlifting thing. Like, he, he wanted to be a professional muscle man. But when he couldn't do that, and got into the business, Sting became the business. Goldberg never really became the business. Undertaker, perfect example. Undertaker was this business and is still the business. Undertaker, even when he's not Undertaker, Mark Calloway is still the damn business. Mm -hmm. Goldberg is not the business. So that, that, that's my dilemma. I just don't fuck with Goldberg in any way, shape or form anymore. You see it as like a like a deadbeat dad trying to find himself back in, right? Yeah, basically. 
Like I know wow. I never cared way, for you when to, I was here, but way to yeah. bring up a sore subject. Damn it! <laughs> Time for me to go it's, be dangerous again. That's it, it was just it was just I know a, I, just shit, I know I'm just I'm just fucking with you, bro. Yeah, no, nah, but I, that's just me. I'm not a not a Goldberg person, but hey, yeah. you know, so, I guess some people are, and if you are, you know, have fun seeing Goldberg. But you just know, I think you're wrong. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. So next up on the docket, we got. Uh, so John came back too, and I know, I know, uh, our boy Reckless is losing his mind seeing John come back. Threw down a gauntlet over there to Roman. Mm-hmm. Roman says no, but then my boy Finn comes out, throws down his gauntlet, and he says yes. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, do you think that John is still having that SummerSlam match? And they're just trying to like bamboozle us, or do you think it's really going to be Finn versus Roman? I wish I knew, man. I wish I, mean, I knew because I was going to say, me personally, I could see it as where because we got like five weeks till SummerSlam, so I could see it to where they try something like. All right, you know, Finn threw down the challenge. Roman accepted it. They're going to have it before SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And then, then you know, John comes out, tries to get his challenge off, you know, calls Roman a bitch, whatever, da 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 And then they have the SummerSlam match. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening. Um, but I don't, I don't see why uh, – I don't see Finn going to SummerSlam to fight Roman. I could see it happening before. Yeah. Yeah. I just, like I said, I don't know. I'm not sure because. Okay. Well, let me lead. Let me lead with respect. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Finn. I'm glad Finn's back. I'm glad Finn's going to be in the main event. If he is in the main event, because we love Finn, Finn deserves it. Finn is the only man that's beaten Roman clean twice that we know of that we can remember. Right. That's the only main eventer he hasn't fought recently and beaten. Um, that being said, I don't think Vince believes enough in Finn Balor. Oh, absolutely not. For this to be going accordingly, right? Mm-hmm. Because if this was any other promotion, um, the way that they've been playing up how Edge has his card, um, in any other promotion, the writing team would be like, Okay, well, Finn actually has his car. So, <laughs> what if we do John and Finn, and uh, Roman can get over by beating John uh, because Finn actually has his car, kind of like how they did with uh, Daniel Bryan and Edge. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you have an easy out. You can hold Finn to the status he belongs at. Uh-huh. You can have John come back for a major match, sell some tickets, get beaten. Promote leave. his movie. Right. Yeah. Promote his movie, get beaten, leave. Um, and you can prolong this kind of thing where Edge can fight Seth. Um, and Finn can maybe get one on Roman um, yeah. and get screwed out of it by the Usos, however they want to do it. 
and mm-hmm. it can maybe come down to who really has his number, Edge or Finn, you know, later on. Yeah. Um, until the until this WrestleMania season and we can kick this thing off with the rock. Um so that's how it would be in any other company. But I don't believe <laughs> Vince care. I don't believe Vince believes in Finn Balor that much. Well, I mean, um, that that's fairly obvious because Vince has never really liked the small person. I mean, never. If if, and, like and, I say, if you're, if you're not 6'3 and, you know, 245 pounds, Vince don't care about you. Right. And I feel like Vince is like um, the old man where if things don't go 10 times better than he expects it to, then he'll never believe in an idea again. Yeah. And because Finn won the universal title and immediately uh, suffered an injury, uh, Vince was like, oh, I'm never doing it again. I'm never believing one of your people. They can never hold it. Look at him. I told you he wouldn't, blah, 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 blah. Which is literally how he talks. So I'm pretty sure Vince will never give that kind of push to Finn again, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he purely brought him up to be a mid Carter, but somewhere in the back, they kind of mumbled, jumbled this story up and wanted to make Roman look possibly weak. Because <clears throat> that's the story that they've been building, right? There might be chinks in the armor. This might be a thing that might be a thing. So if he denies John at first and Finn steps up and he knocks out Finn or John costs him to lose the fan, whatever the case may be. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's going to end up with him versus John and they're just doing some really terrible storyline instead of building up to it the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more than likely. But I mean, if they do believe in Finn and, you know, it, you know. Yeah, if they believe in Finn, shit, more power to yeah, them. Yeah, more power to you. I, I believe in Finn. It's you guys yeah. I don't trust. You know I, what I, I mean? Like, I, I was I was going to say, you see me, I got what, one, two, three, four, five Finn Balor figures. Right, right he's practically yeah. a mascot of the show. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah the, the demon is basically the mascot. So, I mean, shit. We'll take Finn. We'll yeah. take Finn 10 times out of 10. All day, man. But I, I just don't believe that they believe in it. So, yeah, Which which is Let's sad, like you said. Out. It's sad. Um, and last, but certainly not least, depending on who you are, um, Charlotte beat Rhea Ripley. And then the very next night, being the transitional champion, lost it to Nikki Ash, of all people. That made me laugh. I'm not going to lie. Seeing Nikki come out and beat Charlotte for the damn title, that had me cracking the hell up. I laughed more than I was surprised. This is bullshit, and I'm over it. Um, <laughs> what I want to say is, um, aside from whatever this bullshit is that they're doing right now, because they have no idea what they're doing with their women's division, and fuck all of this shit. This shit is dumb, dumb and stupid, and uh, this superhero thing is going to have to grow on me because right now I'm just like very over it. Um, I wish it was an organic build like the Hurricane Joan was. This feels and not just so a forced ridiculous. This feels so forced, so forced. Like I don't want to accept any of this. Like this I don't is like Vince McMahon shoving shit down your throat and telling you you're going to like it. 
and and to quote Mrs. Jobber, um, she framed it perfectly. If she was the same character she was in the beginning, I would have no problem with this. And she's 100%. absolutely right. Absolutely 110%. Right. If this was still crazy-ass Nikki Cross, I would have no problem with the way this shit is shaking out. Because now, I believe in that Nikki Cross in ring and character. Mm-hmm. But uh, this just doesn't make sense. Not but you know what, man? Whatever. Let's just screw Liv Morgan over and give Nikki Cross a women's title against people her character is not on the same par as just because. Whatever. Bypass that. Honestly. I'm not even going to pay any attention to it. But tell me this. They've been going on record saying Charlotte is the first 11-time women's champion. Mm-hmm. And the number's wrong. And I've been wondering why they would do this. She's a 14-time women's champion. Mm-hmm. So why would you knock that number down to 11? I have a theory, but I want to get your thoughts on it. Honestly, bro, I have given up. I'm at the stage where I've given up on the women's division of WWE <clears throat> going forward. Like from this day on, I've given up on the women's division. Your saving grace right now is Bianca. And you're still trying to figure out Bianca. Yeah. Bailey's injured. Sasha's nowhere to be found. Becky is nowhere to be found. Liv Morgan is getting fucked over constantly. You break up. Since the Riot Squad left, you had one tag team that kind of made sense with Mandy and Dana because they were the two blondes that were athletic and fit. You broke up that tag team. Nia and fucking Shayna, who knows what the fuck is going on there. Your next legitimate tag team is what? Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart? I have no faith in WWE's women division going forward from today on. Like I had little faith in them before. I have no faith in their women's division at the current moment. So that's just where I stand on the women as it sits. That that's that's my that's my piece on it. I have no faith in their women's division right now and that's it. Well listen, I, I think as far as the Charlotte thing, I think they knocked the number down to 11 because <clears throat> she's probably going to be a 16-time world champion before uh, anybody else. Because um, wh- where's where is Randy at? 14. Where's John at? He's at 16, right? He's tied, right? John's tied, yes. <clears throat> and Hunter stopped at, like, what, 14? Yeah, Hunter stopped at 14. So it's either John or Charlotte. Unless they're going to let Randy win it three more times in the span of like a year. Well, no, Randy's got a, Randy has a five-year deal. Okay, well. Well, maybe a four-year deal. 
So he's got like five years to win it three times. And then you got, you got before, and that's five years to win it three times before John can win it one time. But Charlotte, (laughs) the thing about Charlotte is that she's been able to win it so many times in such a short length of time that the company probably went. And realized what they did. Yeah, they probably realized, yo, at the rate we're making her champion all the time, mm-hmm. she's going to fucking pass 17. Yeah. Or she's going to get to 17 before any of those two do. Because John's mm-hmm. away uh, like a year and a half every time he comes. Yeah. <laughs> Randy really only gets the belt when we have nothing for anybody and we feel like no one can carry the ball. <laughs> so we give it to Randy as a safe bet. So Randy's not going to get there in this time. But yeah. we keep giving the belt to Charlotte like every fucking three months. Like, <laughs> she's going to fucking get to 16. She's going to beat yeah. her pop. And I guess they don't want Charlotte to, I guess they don't want it to be a flare. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the, I don't know. I feel like that personally is a better story. But, but you know, kill me, you know, sue me. I feel like a flare being the only one to break a flare's record is phenomenal. But, yeah. you know, you know, sue me. Um, so I think they knocked her number down so that they could keep giving her the belt. <laughs> yeah. But they could have some uh, male beat the record. Probably John. Probably John. So we would like that's, it to be, that's what I feel I'm, like. I'm pretty sure most of us would like it to be Randy, but you know, hey, John. Yeah. If it's yeah. John, we're not going to be mad. Yeah. Because I think what it is, is if she gets the belt, I think they recognize that there's a very good possibility Charlotte could win the belt three times before WrestleMania. Yeah, right. <laughs> be- because their women's division is in shambles. Exactly. And uh, Nikki Ash has the belt. So there's no way Charlotte's not going to get another title belt before the next WrestleMania. So I think they realize, listen, guys, we're probably going to give it about three more times before WrestleMania. You better better call Becky, call Sasha, and get them the fuck over here quick. Yeah, because if she gets the belt three more times before Mania, we can't just declare her 17-time women's champion. That ruined the entire build of John Cena. That's I mean, like, the, the that's only saving, like our only John Cena thing for like the past what three four years, yeah, is that he's going to break the record. The only saving grace that they have going for them, which is a shitty thing to say, is age, because Charlotte's getting up there in age, and she's spoken on it in the past that she wants to have kids with Andrade. Mm-hmm. Charlotte's thirty six, mm-hmm. so that that's the only <clears throat> saving grace they got working for them. Yeah, y'all better hope she get pregnant. <laughs> you, you better hope this the next pregnancy test comes out real. Shit, y'all better y'all better hope they swap out. <laughs> you better hope, <laughs> better hope Becky Becky comes in and Charlotte leaves. Uh-huh. She might break that shit. She might break that shit. Yeah. And they gonna lie. So this was their cop out, right? They're like, if we knock 14 down to 11, we can give her three more belts and say she's the 14-time women's champion. But you Even know, though what, really though? she's broken Ric Flair's record. But you know what? How many times was she NXT Women's Champion? Only once. 
Because no, I think twice. Is it twice? While she was in NXT the first time, and when she fought, and when she came second. back. Yeah. So it was everybody, right? Because it was everybody besides Bailey that got to be women's champion before they got called up. So and then Bailey was the last may, one. So maybe they knocked down the NXT reigns, but again, that's two. You're still missing. Yeah. See, so I, even Charlotte's fucking reigns are confusing when you give her the title 37 times. At least with John's reigns, you can map them out. With Randy's reigns, you can map them out. With Triple H's reigns, you can map them out. You can't map out Charlotte's reigns for jack shit. But that's pretty much, uh, I think that's pretty much everything we've discussed. Um, as always, I'm going to shout out our boys, man. Uh, we got a new name for one of our boys, though. He changed his name. He switched it up. So our boy Reckless is no longer Reckless Pops. Mm. now we got reckless figs so reckless figs formerly known as reckless pops d the toy hunter fetch frequency bobby rassles y'all you you guys can check them out on all platforms youtube twitter instagram facebook all that good stuff you can go check them out um and stevie i'm gonna toss it over to you for your shout outs Oh, okay. So, uh, good one. Just following us. Uh, shout out to Tornado Tag Podcast. Hey. hey. Yeah. Good new follows. Um, shout out to Good Cop, Bad Cop, as always. Uh, <clears throat> let's do shout out to, say, Good Cop, Bad Cop. Shout out to Shining Wizard. Shout out to Wrestling Jeebus. Um, Jeebus. And as always, man, shout out to, no, no, I don't want to say that one. Shout out to 90s Wrestling Pod. Cool. Shout out to you listeners too, man, because without you guys, we wouldn't be here doing this. And we've been doing this for a minute now. I mean, a short I minute, know. but a minute, you know, we're here for I know, a long man. time. Yeah, and we got that, uh, we got that. That uh, that wonderful fiftieth episode coming up mm-hmm. at half a century mark. Mm-hmm. So uh, you guys are gonna want to stay tuned for that because we got something pretty uh, pretty damn special in the tuck for that. Yeah, I'm excited for it, man. It, it it's been it's been really fun planning for it, you know. Yeah, and it's been a long time coming too. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully it invites uh, a lot of new things. I won't say what, yeah. but hopefully it invites a lot of new things. But as always, guys, thank you for tuning in. Glad to have you here listening with us. Stay up, stay blessed, and as always, stay Stay dangerous. dangerous.